so many times couple think, especially Americans couple, they think they're getting married in Italy or in Spain or in South of France or in England. They think that that should be like so much more expensive than getting married here in the States. And when they start doing research and asking for inquiries and, and reach out to planner, they're so many times they're surprised from how cheaper, not always, but so many times is way cheaper than, than planning a wedding here in the States. isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, the podcast for wedding creatives, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry. Following on from our last episode with Melody Joy, in which we talked about sustaining a business from two different parts of the world, today's episode, we're going to be talking to Alessandro Bordoni, who's moved his wedding business from the luxury Italian wedding market to the scenes of Los Angeles. We'll get into Alessandro's business and personal successes, as well as cover any hardships he faced in making the move halfway across the world in order to make a living. If you enjoyed last week's episode, then you're definitely going to enjoy today's episode. And of course, this episode is sponsored by With Jack, but I will get onto that later in the show. In the meantime, Greg, what are we drinking? Here in the cinema office, we have uh, Tim Wendelbo coffee from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So we were recently in uh, Tromso for a wedding. And on the way back, we stopped off in Oslo with the main intention of going to this guy's cafe because yep. it's like world-class coffee. So we brought a bag of that back and we're drinking it. It's Gedebe. Gedebe, yeah. Uh, but Alessandro... What are you drinking over in California? I'm drinking tons of coffee. Tons. <laughs> <laughs> but American coffee, not Italian one. Uh, hi, everybody, guys. Everybody, I'm so, I'm so glad to be here with you. Yes. I was following your podcast and you're amazing, amazing. I really love it. Oh, thank you. So thank you. Thank you for having me. No, it's our, it's our pleasure, obviously. Obviously, we've known each other for, for quite some time. Um. But let's just chat before we get into anything too deep. Um, how how was your weekend? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I mean, the weather is not that cool right now here. It's a bit cold. And they say uh, it wasn't that cold like in the last 50 years or something like that. Wow. And then I was like, yeah, nice time to move to California, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's way better than Italy, so I, I'm fine. And... <laughs> Yeah, what I did this weekend, we, yeah, I, what we did, I'm just thinking about, because when you work for yourself and we don't have kids or, you know, a regular weekly routine, mm-hmm. uh, every day is the same day. We don't have really Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. If we want <laughs> to hang out and go to do and hike somewhere on a Tuesday, you can do that, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, what I don't remember what I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a quiet time of year for wedding shoots at the moment then well now it's 
it's a bit slow down the, the season, everything right now here. I sh actually, I shot an event, a wedding planners uh, events last week. They used to do a lot of these events here in LA. They gather together, they speak about the industry and where they can improve. And uh, of course they want someone filming the events and it's good also for networking. Mm. So yeah, that's what I did last week. I flew to Hawaii two weeks ago. I'm trying to remember what I did, guys. <laughs> and I will finally get to this weekend. It's okay. <laughs> I know it's hard. You've just woken up. We completely understand. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for my cup of coffee. But yeah, I flew to Hawaii two weeks ago because I had a wedding there. Uh, super great place. And I'd never been there. Like I really enjoy uh, it's, it's a paradise. It's really a paradise and I can't wait to go back again. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And I'm now that I'm here, I'm doing a bit of both. I'm doing, yes, uh, wedding films, but I, um, I'm also, uh, starting doing a bit more of commercial and music video stuff. The same stuff that I was doing when I was in Italy, in Milan. But I mean, here is the, the, the industry is much bigger, of course. Uh -huh. So I'm, uh, I found a couple of directors. I'm going on sets, like huge sets, big budget, and getting some experience on field. And that's that's great because that's something that you can do only here in Hollywood. So wedding is main, of course, business because that's what I like, what I do. But I'm just taking the opportunity now that I'm here. I'm yeah, I'm learning yeah. from these kind of experiences. Uh, th that's also why I moved here. Not just because of the weather. <laughs> so yeah. 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 D um, did I see you shooting with a red recently? Yeah. Or was that, yeah. was that recent? I can't remember. I <laughs> yeah. It was like months ago. <laughs> Funny fact is that even the cheaper videographer here, the cheesy one, the cheesiest one work with a red. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. They're so used to like, high standard even in the low budget production mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, th that's super cool th that's what i found different here uh even if you speak if you speak about wedding or, or commercial stuff or anything even a blogger like people here are much more professional than what we are using in in europe i mean in europe you have like the guy who's in the industry from a few years very high-end super professional a lot of expertise, but at the same time, you also have the beginners, the guy who trying to, to make their own path in the industry. They're just starting out while here, even if someone was starting out is super already like so professional. So he's got everything. He's got the insurance. He's got the, uh, the software to manage the client that I got now after a few years, the, the approach, the mentality, the, it's very, um, uh, it's, it's, I found that more professional here, mm -hmm. and that's beautiful because w when you work with these kind of people, sometimes you can't, you cannot tell that they're just starting out, or maybe they're doing this for for like what two years, because mm -hmm. uh, they look, they look, and they are so professional. So I, I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. That's very, uh, it's a different approach here. Yeah, yeah. I've always appreciated the the business side behind a brand. Yeah it's kind of harder to see that. And I feel like that's social media's fault that you can very easily portray a professional outlook, but not have that kind of business behind the brand, uh, customer service, you know, e even the product to a certain degree. Yeah, I, I feel like that can be sometimes missing. Yeah, what I feel is that if I had to compare like Americans and European, now that I'm living seasonally here in, in Italy, I can easily say that like, business wise customer uh, care wise uh, 
Americans are much better and I'm learning a lot from there. Uh, creat- creative wise, they have a bit of a lack somewhere, you know, in oh, Europe, okay. we are more like, uh, I think we take more, more risks. Mm. We, um, we play more, we, 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 with what we have, we try to be more creative. And of course we had a bit more drama than what they have, mm-hmm. but I could say that they see us as always as much more creative people than them. Okay. But at the same time, they see us like, Hey, you're so creative, so great. And your output is so good, but business wise, you're a mess. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> From my experience, I mean, I'm speaking from my experience, Americas are much better. Of course, there are great people that del- who deliver great outputs, but they're much, in, a- in average, they're much better uh, in business. While in Europe, there are more like talented and creative guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. So living here is, I can learn from both sides because I'm European, I'm Italian, but at the same time, I I always I had the thing for, for the States. That's why I kept going back and forward and finally move here. So I'm learning the business approach, the customer care, the professional approach, American side, but at the same time, I'm, I'm keeping the, um, the, the creative and the, the, the vision that, that we have in, in Europe. Uh-huh. So it's, that's what I, yeah, from my experience. Yeah. You know, it's funny, we were actually just meeting, uh, meeting up with a couple of photographers just for lunch there, and we were having a very similar conversation about the differences between the American market and the European market, and how mm-hmm. the styles, when you look at a wedding, an American wedding film, it's very much a wedding film, for, for good and bad, obviously, but when, like, I feel like there's a lot more artistic people kind of pushing the wedding envelope. So sometimes you could be looking at something that at first glance, it doesn't feel like a wedding film at all. You know, they approach it as if it's just a film and, you know, story is the key you know, driving factor, you know? So yeah, I, I, I do see what you mean. I never liked doing like a music video, a music wedding video, no? Not, not, choosing a nice songs uh, or, or doing something too much artistry mm-hmm. and too much, uh, not a wedding, you know, because yeah. eventually it's a wedding. So uh-huh. I want to to let people know that mm-hmm. I don't want it to fool my audience and and pretend they're watching uh, a piece of art, a film that for the first twenty seconds you still don't know it's a wedding. Uh-huh. Uh, that, I'm not the kind of guy, you know. That's my yeah. approach. So I like their approach about that. That it's it's clear that it's a wedding, and they use a lot of the uh, audio for. The, Nowadays we we all do, mm-hmm. but they start they start that the, the thing. Um, uh, so I like that approach. Uh, on the other hand, I think that they don't try too much to create a film like an authentic movie because they they have the film industry here. Uh-huh. So and it's it's very strong. So or or people work people work in the wedding industry or work in the feature film industry. It's like two completely different industries. Mm-hmm. So if someone is working in the wedding industry, uh, he don't have the, 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 the goal to, to pretend that's a movie. Yeah. He knows what's a movie he is. Cause maybe his cousin, his friend is working in the, in the movie industry and that industry is very strong here. So, um, you just do a wedding film. Mm-hmm. You just do, uh, as better as you can use your narrative, use your audio, but you never pretend that it's a, like a movie that you can watch in theaters. So, uh-huh. cause, cause those kind of movie, movies 
are something else. Yeah. And and you can feel that influence being here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah totally. I, I had never actually thought about that, but may, maybe that is, you know, what makes the markets different because we obviously, you know, for the people who get into film, we obviously love film. Like for me, I love a good like blockbuster film, a good independent film, but I don't have the ability to go to LA and make that my reality. So I guess I kind of put that view into the work that I do, which is obviously the wedding. So, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wonder if that's the case with so many others. Uh, We've actually been quite busy as well. The start of the year was quite cool. We we were filming uh, an Australian couple getting married in Norway. Nope, never. It is bloody cold over there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like it, another world the it, amount of snow was incredible yeah um wow. but yeah it was it was a really interesting experience actually i mean it was sun sunrise was at what eight thirty nine yeah, nine the time of year it is the days oh. in norway because it's right up in the arctic circle are so uh-huh. short mm. it's yeah the sun rises at nine o'clock mm. in the morning and then it sets at about three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, like complete darkness. Wow. So, wow. so we, we, we didn't have much time with the couple. And we were working with two other photographers who were kind of based in Tromso, which is where we were doing the the kind of shoot around. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we took the couple in the morning. And I mean, it's like minus four degrees. Uh, wow. So we, we take the couple out. The groom's wearing thermals. And like just your normal kind of wedding attire, and the bride's not wearing any thermals and your normal wedding dress. <laughs> so she is, wow. she is so <laughs> brave. Like seriously, yeah. it was it was hardcore. And we drove about an, well, like a, an hour out. Did a did a few shoots, varying different locations. Obviously, all in the like deep snow. Yeah, if you stepped <laughs> off of the path that has sort of been created, you just uh-huh. went knee deep into snow yeah you just would sink <laughs> so yeah you kind of had to follow each other's footprints because <laughs> that was yeah. the only like the compressed snow was the only thing stopping you from falling in yeah but yeah it was really cool we got to test our new drone which was nice and then yeah the the ceremony was was lovely as, as well it was kind of in the middle of this fjord essentially with the big mountains in the background wow. and it was really funny because um we have a really tight aspect ratio mm-hmm. um which for this project for this for this wedding i actually just decided to change it because you really want to be able to see those mountains in the background yeah to do the landscape yeah. justice we're gonna get yeah, a bit yeah. of a wider we're gonna get taller wide. aspect ratio yeah wow you had, a, you had a lot of fun guys yeah yeah, yeah. There, there was an elopement right it was, was an elopement it was yeah yeah which is something yeah. that we're doing more of which is kind of cool because I, I i much prefer elopements to yeah. be honest um not that weddings don't have their place because i really love like all the family intera- interacting with each other and mm-hmm. seeing all that family joy and the big party at the end i love all that but um you know when you when you're getting so intimate with your couple and you get to just shoot them and they go on an adventure and take you along with you there's something kind yeah. of special about that and this you know? one in norway yeah. was a it was like a proper elopement because they've not told their family that they're getting married on this okay. trip. So we need to... Cool. We can't give too much details because we can't actually show any footage <laughs> until July yeah. when they actually tell uh-huh. their... Yeah, until later in the year when they actually tell their family. Mm. 
Hey, oh, so. okay, okay. Oh, oh, that's a pity because yeah. uh, yeah. if it was you, I was already sharing so much oh. stuff on, on Instagram and everything. Tell yeah, me about but it. I understand why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm dying to. But yeah, so for the people who are listening who don't know who you are, who are you? I'm Alessandro. Hi. <laughs> who, are, who, who am I? Uh, I'm Alessandro Bordoni. I'm an Italian guy. I met with a girlfriend. She is from Argentina and then moved to Italy. And we started doing a, a commercial video in Italy. And then we started doing wedding film in Italy. After my first season, because in Italy we have the Maybe like you in England, we have the wedding season, you know, because when the weather yeah. is proper. Yeah. Um, so after the, and it's very short, the wedding season in Italy. That's one of the, also one of the main reasons why I moved out here. While here, people get married all year round. So that's another reason. Uh, so yeah, the, the first wedding season in Italy, like three months, uh, I shot Italian wedding. Uh, and I didn't really like those kind of wedding. I didn't like the, the, the too much religious stuff going on. Um, and they were all, the, always all about fun and getting drunk, uh, which is cool. But it, when that's the only thing that you have in your food, it, it's, it's boring when it comes to edit because mm. you have the same kind of vibe all yeah. the time in your food. Uh, at the same time, I was watching like big filmmaker like Joe Simon uh, or um, uh, Still in Motion or like mm, 31 film, American filmmaker. Yep. And I, I was loving those kind of speeches, vows, and the kind of American approach. I was like, that's what I, I want to do. But I, I can't do that with an Italian couple because in Italy, there's no like first look, vows, uh, speeches, stuff like that. Uh, I ended up um, being an assistant for, for an Italian guy who was already doing destination wedding with American people getting married in Italy. And I did like three weddings in a row in Tuscany. So three destination wedding. And after that experience, I was like, whoa, I have to move to this market because yeah. <laughs> I, I like it much more. I already have the, the skills to, to, to film because I thought that there was a, a more like the expectation were much higher uh, um, while working with these guys and assistant. I was like, I can already do that. I can already shoot this kind of wedding. It's just the Italian wedding, but different because the, the venue is much cooler. Uh, people are more like it's an intimate wedding, not like 300 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can better move around and manage everything. Uh, and they're so in love with our own country. I don't even love Italy that much. As <laughs> American love Italy. I started appreciating my own country when I start working with American clients, actually. Mm. Uh, so watching these people in love with the country, drinking their glass of food in their Tuscan countryside or in Lake Como and, and speaking about that and speaking about the couple and the love, all that kind of American approach. I was like, yeah, I want to do this kind of <laughs> wedding. I, I was in a, in a, are you saying in, I was in between, I was about to, ch- to choose uh, I was still doing commercial and wedding mm-hmm. and I was super tired about the Italian wedding. So I was about to move everything, all my energy in the, in the commercial business. But at the same time, we like to travel a lot. We like that kind of feeling when you work with real people, real couple, while on the other side, when you work with clients, there's always budget problem, product deadline, the stuff like that. It, it's, it's different, yeah. you know? 
so yeah, after that experience, I say like, let's, let's move, let's change the network. Let's focus on just on destination wedding. And I got back home, spoke with Sole, my girlfriend, and we decide, okay, let's do that. We close our website and we open another website only in English under my name. Um, but we didn't have any uh, destination wedding to show as mm. portfolio. Uh, so I reached out to a planner. I was watching in Italy. I was like, what's the best place like when I want to show my first destination wedding? And I thought Venice, because Venice is the the unique city that we have in Italy. Yeah. Of course, Ro Rome, Florence, other places are beautiful, but Venice there's, has something unique, different. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, my first destination wedding on my portfolio will be in Venice. So I started reaching, reaching out to Venice, Venetian wedding planners. And I found this American Italian wedding planner. She had crappy videos about their we uh, her weddings. So I proposed myself and I was like, Hey, I'm this guy. This is my. Italian wedding film. This is my commercial wedding video. Uh, I want to shoot a destination wedding. I'm going to do that for free for the first time, but I want to be sure that that's the kind of wedding uh, that I vision, that I picture. So I want, I want a specific couple, a specific flower, a specific venue. That's the only reason why I'm going to do that for free. Mm -hmm. uh, and she say, okay, maybe I have something for you. And after a couple of months, she proposed me a wedding that was perfect for my portfolio every all the ingredients that i wanted to show and i just took the train went to venice shot my first destination wedding and started started promoting me with my new website under my own name alessandro bordoni all the website was in english with this one first piece of wedding film shot in venice and i started promoting myself like that and and then everything followed mm. that's how i started doing destination wedding it was a quick decision. I, I see a lot of our colleagues, they still do both like local wedding and destination wedding. Mm -hmm. I think being Italian was much easier because Italian, Italy is a huge market for destination wedding. Yeah. So you can say that you can decide all of a sudden I'm going to do just that. Of course you have to, it's totally different. So you totally different vendors, totally different venue. So you have to change all your marketing or your network people that you're working with but you can do that because there's plenty of destination wedding in italy mm -hmm. um so yeah that's what i what we did yeah you know it's funny because back a few years ago we we went to italy a few times throughout the year and i remember speaking to the planners that, that we knew and and they had the very same approach that they only dealt with destination couples because they do like you said they had that passion for italy that the locals yeah. didn't seem to have or didn't want to have or you know they just celebrated in a very different fashion so the wedding planners we would work with 90 percent of their couples were americans coming over yeah and mm -hmm. it was just because they the dream of that tuscan countryside wedding go, yeah, go, yeah. go on a tour of a vineyard the day before <laughs> yeah G going forward like that's how i started mm -hmm. then i started doing a lot of destination wedding in Italy, but at the same time, I always felt I don't want to be the Italian wedding videographer, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I had my, my colleagues telling me, Oh, you should do like that guy. You should do like that guy. Cause those guys were at that time, the main Italian wedding videographer. Mm. I always was like, yeah, I like my own country. I know that so many people come here to get married, but I like to travel abroad. And I, I work with my girlfriend. We have no kids, no animals, mm -hmm. so we're free. We can do that. 
and I want to travel more. So I don't want to promote myself just as an Italian. I want to be a destination wedding. That's it. Yeah. And so I started um, promoting myself also abroad. And my couples, American couples, started also inquiring me, not just for shooting their wedding in Italy, but also for shooting their wedding uh, or their pre-wedding in the States or somewhere else. I started doing weddings also uh, not just in Italy, but even abroad. I came in England. I regularly came in England. I think in the next, this summer, I have three weddings in, in, in London and right outside of London. Cool. Um, so I, I always wanted to be like, not be categorized like the Italian, you know, yeah. wedding videographer. Mm. And one of, of the main reason was also because I never liked how the Italian w- wedding destination videographer, pl- um, approach, uh, this work because I don't like the create both creative and business wise creative side wise uh, they approach the wedding film using for example the same music the same La Dolce Vita uh, vintage <laughs> music yes and that that's easy play you know uh, of course a client is happy is getting married in Italy and you create a wedding film with that beautiful La Dolce Vita um, um, music okay, it would be good for one, for a couple of films, but you cannot do that or using that kind of cinematic Italian uh, 50, 60 mu- uh, music for all your films. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. That's why That's why I, I was like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the Italian wedding destination <laughs> guy. Uh, so I started to, uh, to play things, to play differently, to use different um, ingredients music and techniques uh learning from different industries uh and i mixed everything together because i always wanted to be different from the regular italian wedding Mm -hmm. videographer uh at the same time i never liked how the prices and all the italian market were going because when i first started five years ago uh i could say that it was still a huge market and there were like five big names in Italy working with destination couple. Um, and they were charging something like around three, uh, 3,000, 3,500, something like that, euro. And they were the big name, you know? And there was still room in the industry for other videographers. But in a couple of years, like everything's blown. Like, yeah. So many competitors right now. Mm. Uh, and, and as, like in every market, not just the wedding market, uh, the more offer you have, the the lower your prices go. So that's what I was watching. I was like, yeah, I want to raise my prices because I want to do a better job. I don't want to be frustrated when I'm working on a wedding because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to push myself because I'm earning too little in this wedding. I wanted to raise my money in the in the way that I have only this wedding to shoot this week and, and I don't have another wedding tomorrow or another wedding yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can focus on this one because I'm, I'm making good money. Yeah. And at the same time, I can I can push my bound, on boundaries and, and get and be creative because here I the market is way better. Prices are much higher. Uh, and I'm working both with American clients who gets married in the States I shot a wedding in a while last week. I have a wedding here in, in Los Angeles in a couple of months. But at the same time, I can uh, network myself with planners and clients here. And, and I can get the, them like 
I can show them my work. We can meet up and they can book me way in advance. They start looking for vendors in Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of my main strategies. So when they client land in Italy and start looking for venues, vendor, photographer, blah, 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 they already, ah, we're good for the video because we already got a guy which is Italian and they appreciate that because uh-huh. they appreciate that I'm Italian. So I have expertise in my home country and in whole Europe because they don't really know the difference. If you're Italian, they think, I mean, you have expertise all around Europe. For them, it's, it's a whole country, Europe, you know? Yeah. It's a small uh, place to them. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they feel so much comfortable having you speaking the language or knowing how the culture is there. But at the same time, I'm one of them because I'm living here. I know the rules here. So I, I can speak their language in terms of, yeah, the kind of balance, you mm-hmm. know? And it's funny, um, that competition in the Italian market that actually kind of forced us out a little bit. Like our planners kept on coming back to us and say, look, you know, the local guys are a little bit better now and they're offering their services like super cheap. So, you know, I'm going to them first. So instead of paying for your flights and your prices, we can just go with Mm -hmm. someone else a lot cheaper. Mm. It's like, oh man. Yeah. So yeah, we've, We've not shot in Italy for two, three years maybe now. Yeah. One of the main reasons also why I think you struggle getting more wedding in Italy, because as you say, like the planner tell you, uh, oh, the cheaper, the, the local videographer getting better, they're much cheaper, and blah, blah, blah. There's also one main reason, was they get a fee from them, a commission. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another huge difference that I discover. I mean, I knew inside of me, but I wasn't sure about that. I had that feeling that that was just an Italian thing uh, and not outside. But I had to move out and working with people from abroad and and here in California and Los Angeles to really say, yeah, that's really fucking mafia Italian thing. (laughs) (laughs) Because that, that, I don't like that. That's something that I really don't like. Because the, the problem in Italy is that even the, the, the cheaper wedding planner, the beginner wedding planner from the, uh, the top high-end and most famous wedding planner, they all, I don't want to say whole, but 99%, they all apply a commission mm. to their vendors. And all of the local vendors, they're fine uh, giving a 10% commission. So that's also another reason why you and other people like you struggle to to um, to work in Italy. I mean, not to work for free, but to work being paid, you yeah. know, my my prices. Because, yeah, you would have been more expensive. And at the same time, it's not in your culture to give them a fee. So they much prefer hiring someone local and they get that 10% from, from that guy. Yeah. That's something that I'm not proud of. I'm not doing that, but that's something mm. that happens yeah. all the times. I did hear that, and I, was, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was the case. And I'm still not sure if that's the case with the, the planners that we knew of, because they never asked us for that. But it's, it, was, it had always been in the back of my mind, and I, I know that can sometimes, like you said, be a cultural thing. So, you know, I understand, but at the same time, just like you, if that was to come our way, we would not, you know, we would say no. Just out of principle, because yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really... I don't. I don't really agree with it. To be fair, I mean, I don't want to build my mark, my yeah, my business. I don't want to build my business on that on those ten percent commission that I give to the planners. I want to build my business with my name, with my yeah films, and the the person and the the, the profession that that I am. If you don't see that, if you don't appreciate that, 
mm, I'm fine, but we we we're not working together. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. maybe maybe me saying that came off as like that was a bad thing for planners to do. It's not a bad thing for planners to do if that's you know if that's sustaining their business and and whatever. But I just personally just wouldn't go you know I, w- w- with that method. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's very something. Uh, about the culture yeah. of the country, you know, it's very related to that. Uh, when I moved here last year, uh, the first wedding that I shot actually was a celebrity wedding. I shot Nicolas Cage's son wedding, oh, uh, cool. the Hollywood actor, and because that was r- super likely. Because uh, I have a friend of a friend who who referred my name to a wedding planner. She was the wedding planner of Nicolas Cage's son, and they have Italian roots, so they were looking for a, a, a different. Uh, videographer and and they found myself like a good fit for them but even in that situation like working with a celebrity uh, the planner never asked me for a fee because that's not in their culture yeah uh, I mean there are a few here and there but it's not the average you know yeah so yeah it's all about understanding how each country works and how you want to deal with that and 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 yeah it's all about that mm-hmm. yeah so you've been in LA for how long now? You moved there last year. Uh, n- now it's a year and a half. Cool. So- and, and, yeah, a year and, and yeah, almost a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have uh yeah, and I have a visa for three years, and then I will be re- renewing that visa hopefully, <laughs> if Trumps want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm. So mm-hmm. what what sort of steps or tools are you using to? establish yourself as being in that location now are you trying to get more weddings in the la sort of area i'm trying to to spread my wedding because i one of the of the main reason i have so many reasons <laughs> one of the main reasons why i moved here was also that i was so tired of shooting so many weddings in italy even if they were destination wedding in just those three months june july and august and a bit of september uh Three months and a half, that's the the, the wedding season in Italy uh, and Europe as well. And I was so tired to shoot like 20, 25 weddings uh, in those short amount of time, running from one wedding to another, uh, another one. Uh, I wanted to be like, I want to shoot 10 weddings here in Italy slash Europe. And I wanted to shoot 10 more weddings abroad, whether it's in the States or the Midwest, because it's more like... It's less stressful, I think, mm. and I can, I can, yeah, balance better my lifestyle, my work style, because that's being a couple and working together. It's also important to find the right balance between work and your life, personal life. So yeah, that's why I wanted to spread them out and why I moved here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We were we were speaking to um, a girl Sorry. last week uh, called Melody Joy, who's based in Chicago. And she has a very similar sort of setup. Uh, she's from Chicago, but romance kind of brings her um, over here for half the year. But what she what, what she said to us is that she prefers to do most of the weddings in Chicago because of the market. How and like you said, you know, you can charge more compared to over here where you're doing like one or two or sometimes three weddings just for the same price. So if yeah. you don't if you don't mind me asking, how much do you charge for a wedding film? Now our price list, like 2019, mm-hmm. the start package start at seven thousand five hundred. Cool. Then we have a middle package 
which is 10,500. And then we have the, the, the biggest, the, the full wedding, which is like pre-wedding coverage day before, uh, two hours the day after, mm-hmm. and a few service included. And that's 18,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 let's say that uh, the most, like, how you say in English, the, the most sold out? No, the most, the, yeah, the one the that, most popular. That I sell, uh-huh. The most popular is the middle one, yeah. like 10,500. Uh-huh. And then I sometimes, like once, twice, I can, I'm able to sell the, uh, the bigger one. And I'm very happy when I do that. <laughs> we, go, we, we go out celebrating all the time. Like, let's have dinner in a fancy restaurant. Yeah, we book the big <laughs> packets. Because you're happy, you know, every time you yeah. they confirm you a good... Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely the market is much better here. The thing is also, I'm still competing with the, with the European vendors because when I'm working in, in Italy, these prices are high crazy f- compared to the Italian mm-hmm. prices. Yeah. I mean, the best videographer right now in Italy, they charge not more than four or 5,000. So even my basic p- package is, is still too high mm-hmm. and I offer nothing compared to them. I offer just, I offer just a short, uh, like 10, I think 10, 12 minutes film yeah. and just eight hours of coverage. So something very, uh, nothing particularly. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm, I'm getting my client here and I, and I close the deal and I get them uh, on board, get the sign, the contract signed uh, before they start uh, looking for Italian prices or European prices. Yeah. Uh, even in England, guys, in, I think in England, I don't want to say, I would say Italy, Italian, Italy and England are the same level, like I would agree. beautiful places, uh, but so many talented guys, but at the same time, prices are so low. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, if you're living in the countryside and your housing, your rentals is cheap, I, I feel you. You say like, I'm fine. Even, even charging 2000, I'm fine. Okay. I don't really share that, that but I, I can understand it. But if you're living in London, I mean, rentals are high, crazy yeah. uh, here in Los Angeles too. Like if you're living in a city, where the, the, the life cost is crazy high, you have to raise your prices if you wanted to have a health business, mm-hmm. healthy, healthy business. Sorry for my... No, no, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to, because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, you can do... That's, that's why so many great videographers, they start doing this, um, but they don't have a business background. And after two, three, four years, they just quit because they... they cannot build a healthy business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also s- started uh, doing some uh, S- Skype, one um, Skype call, one-to-one, like yeah. counseling. And now I'm launching uh, on my website, the um, like officially, because uh, I've already been doing this for a few months. <laughs> and I, I dis- I'm, I'm seeing that, of course, people ask me for like creative approach, how you do this, how you do that. But the, the, the biggest lack is always the business side. Like, I don't know how, how much I ch- to charge. I don't know uh, how to market myself. And that's, I think that's a, the, the biggest lack in our industry because there's no rules. There's no background. It's a free industry. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so easy to get into the industry. You can just realize that you're good with a camera. You can edit a, an amazing film. And 
all of a sudden you're a wedding filmmaker but you're right yeah. like the business side of it is like oh wait how do i make ends meet that's where people really struggle mm. and you see them yeah get really popular and then just disappear eventually because it's like yep they weren't sustaining themselves. yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. When, I, when i first started out i thought that if i'm doing great films and i focus all my energy in doing the best output that i can that's enough but actually that's not enough that's half of your business because mm. the other half it's all the business and luckily, I saw that my girlfriend, she's very good at that. She's, she's a very organized person. I'm a mess guy. Uh, so, so she deal with that. Uh, and and we, we understood that, especially in the last few years, um, paying for, for a software who can manage all your clients uh, and automize all the payments and stuff like that, doing some changes, you know, business-wise. Actually, we improved a lot our, uh, we got so much more free time. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time, we look more professional, especially when you start selling at, at those prices. Mm -hmm. uh, you want people on the other hand, looking at you like, hey, you're not writing uh, my invoice, but it's, it's already, uh, everything is paperless. It's already automat uh, automat it's automized, autom you know what I mean? Optimized. <laughs> automatic. Yeah, automatic. Automatic. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> I'm still sleeping. Um, so yeah, and that we learned a lot from from that side, and that's half of your business also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like it's all about finding that right balance between the creative and the business side. Yeah. yeah. When you when you book a destination couple in Italy, does it help that they? I, I'm assuming that they know the kind of prices that they would pay in the US. Does it help that they've kind of got that knowledge when they book you? That they think, definitely. okay, that 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 this is normal, this, that, you know, definitely, okay, and that's why you get them before they, yeah, like e even if they were to know the local prices, would they st would they go with you? Do you think they would still go with you? Yeah, sometimes, okay. yeah, cool, cool, cool. I mean, if they appreciate, if they have to appreciate my work and and say like, oh, I we know we're paying much more, but we really like your work, yeah. uh -huh. and that much more is not is like is understandable for them because yeah. they used to pay much more for other stuff. Mm -hmm. They, so yeah, yeah. But one one thing that I learned being here, so many times couple think, especially Americans couple, they think that getting married in Italy or in Spain or in South of France or in England, they think that that should be like so much more expensive than getting married here in the States. Uh -huh. And when they start doing research and asking for inquiries and, and reach out to planner, they're so many times they're surprised from how cheaper, not always, but so many times is way cheaper than, than planning a wedding here in the States. Uh -huh. uh, and they always think about us like a super expensive country, Europe, you know? Yeah. So if you want to do something there, especially wedding, that should be super high expensive. And when they really start digging the prices, they, they're like, what? Real? I can get a, a castle in the middle of Tuscany like on a weekday, on a weekday, weekly day, uh, for like fifteen thousand. Oh, that's crazy! Because here in LA or in New York, with fifteen thousand, ah, I can get nothing. Yeah. So yeah. And you don't have those hundred hundred year old castles as well. Yeah. 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 I was shooting a wedding in Rome in this old castle, and one of the the guests asked me. Is this a real castle? <laughs> and I was like, uh, of course, yeah. you're in Rome, we're in Italy, yeah. you know, that's real stones. 
wow, because I thought, you know, everything is fake in, in, in the States. I mean, when they try to replicate that, those, those old stuff, yeah. that old stuff. And so I never seen a real castle. So we have castle, but they're like, like Universal Studio, yeah. they're fake. <laughs> so that's, re- that's real. That was so funny. Yeah. So yeah, they're surprised so many times <laughs> from the prices there. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we've actually felt the same because we've been told that as well, but we've not really understood it because we don't go to America that often. But when we, <laughs> when we do go, it's like, oh yeah, okay. I can see why they feel that. Everything's got such history and character because, like, everything here is kind of—I don't want to say fake, but there's like, yeah, yeah, you know, there's—it's not authentic. It you just know? seems new. It just seems new, yeah. The history of Europe. <laughs> and I, I quite like that about our country as well. When couples come over, they really enjoy the Scottish history because there's a little bit of yeah. mystery, a little bit of magic to it. But yeah. when you talk to them about this location, like any any location in Scotland, it's like, oh yeah, this is where this clan got murdered. <laughs> and then uh, over here, uh, this is where this person got poisoned uh, or knifed. Or, you know, it's a very violent history. And it's quite fun to joke around <laughs> with couples like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, they, they always... I, should, I should do that when I'm in Italy. Yeah, I should do that. <laughs> Maybe you don't, you don't work with American clients too often because your accent, because you look too smart. And they, they, they like, oh, they're English, they're British. You know, they, they sound so smart. While they told me so many times, oh, you're exotic. I think I'm a shitty, I, I'm a shitty accent. And they say, no, 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 we like that because that's exotic. Yeah. I never thought about my accent as exotic as uh-huh. something good uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm kidding and uh, you're not smart and, I mean sometimes they say like, oh they think that British people they they're smarter just because of the accent yeah so many times uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that, that's so funny yeah we are <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's, it's actually really it's, it's really funny because um, when we do a local wedding here everyone thinks I'm Canadian or American because I, no I, I have a, I have this strange accent that when I'm around a certain group, it changes. It's kind of like a chameleon. Like if I'm if I'm around an American, I will start talking with an American accent. But when, so they can they cannot really place your accent. Yeah, so. well, yeah, yeah. All, all the time, everyone everyone thinks that. But I'm like, oh, uh, all right. I would love to do that. Maybe I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should play when, up. When to I'm that. in London, when I'm in London working with like British vendors, mm-hmm. you know, planner, florists, I force myself to say so many times, lovely, lovely, because everyone say lovely <laughs> in, in London. And I was doing this, this styled shoot and every five minutes, everyone was saying, oh, that's so lovely. That's so lovely. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's that's very something Londoner. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to remember that and use that when I'm with the clients. And and and, and it's working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's really funny. I, yeah. do, you, do you use lovely? I don't think so. What do you normally say to a couple when you're engaging with them? Do, is there anything? I don't. I don't know. I I think I say awesome all the time. Oh, this is so awesome. Here in LA, they all say cool or sweet, but no one say lovely. Lovely. So, uh, that's why. Yeah, no one say that. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, the, I think I have that opinion of your accent because I I, I think. I fashion for some reason. I think of Milan. You know, it's that kind of <laughs> feeling. You know, so I, I I like your accent quite a bit. I'm not gonna lie. Thank I'm not gonna man. lie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, actually, being Italian also helped me a lot here. I mean, when you meet clients in the states, they're always a bit fascinated by by my being Italian. Yeah. You know? So 
yeah, that's actually helped me a lot. <laughs> and I didn't know that before moving here and I'm grateful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, I take it all as well in, in LA that you've enjoyed yourself. You've enjoyed staying there, working there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still working uh, on building a network here because I'm still pretty new. Mm-hmm. And of course you, you can't really land on a new country or a new city and pretend to work with the, the biggest wedding planner or vendors or clients because there are already great people, talented videographer already here working yeah. in the business from like 10 years. Yes. So it takes some time mm-hmm. to to get into the industry and, and spread your name out. But, but it's working actually. And I'm starting receiving inquiries. Um, so yeah, like from that point of view, I love that. Mm. It just, uh, I'm, I'm a guy that I'm always in a rush. So <laughs> I wanted to do that kind of process in much less time, you know, because yeah. I wanted to, to arrive there and like do go pam, 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 pam. And just in six months, I'm already uh, lo- local, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I'm working with all the, 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 the best guy in the industry. Actually, it takes more time because uh-huh. you have to, uh, to gain their trust and to, because uh, before doing a great work, before delivering a great output, you should be a professional. You should be a people that can trust. So that's where I'm focusing all my energy, like to show the people that I want to work with that I'm reliable, that I'm professional. Yeah. So And that it takes some time, so of course, the gaining a trust of someone. Of course. Uh, but yes, I'm loving that. And I love the attitude here, the people. But at the same time, I also love going back to Italy and Europe in summer because I'm, I mean, there are pros and cons, you know, it's not the paradise here. There are so many things that I like, but so many things that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think it's the best thing is like going back and forth and my, my living here, but at the same time going back to Italy, like for the summer season. And so going back to my roots and experiencing that different culture helps me getting better Mm -hmm. so I can compare the different culture and network and markets and people all the time Uh and get the best of what I think is best Mm -hmm. for me, what fits me better. And yeah, I think, yeah, this living seasonally is the best way to approach life to me. Mm. But that's me and my girlfriend. I know that so many colleagues we have, you also, uh, there are kids involved. Dogs, animal, housing, parents. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Jack was designed from the ground up and is tailored specifically for creatives. Whether you provide a service like design, development or photography or offer advice to clients, With Jack is for you. It's focused on creatives. Insurance shouldn't be complicated. So With Jack has made every step easy. You'll deal with one form and talk to one Jack as you sign up, get covered, and move on with your day. With Jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives. Simple. That doesn't mean more forms or faff, it means less. It's not about endless features and stale service. It's about one solid policy and the personal touch. Bye-bye, unnecessary fuss. Hello, creative-friendly insurance. Be a confident creative. So you moved there, you get into your apartment. What was your, like, what steps did you take after that, after moving your life over to find business? 
like how how, how did okay. you go, how did you how did you go about getting your first wedding there or you know continuing on i was already reaching out to planner through instagram before moving here mm-hmm. i shot a wedding in napa valley northern california before getting my visa i like everybody do i does i just Flew in. Did you legally, do that illegally? Like, on holiday. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not proud of that, but I did it. I had this like beautiful Napa Valley wedding uh, and I was like, oh, that's meant to be, you know, I'm applying for a visa and I already got this inquiry, mm. uh, but the wedding was mm, much earlier and I, have, I had to wait almost one year to get my visa approved. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go there. Uh, as a tourist, of course, and I'm gonna rent everything there, which I found. There's a website, Lens Pro to Go, which oh, is yeah. super yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, they deliver the stuff at your address, and it's super, super nice guy there. Um, so yeah, I flew in, rent ev- rented everything, uh, shot a wedding, and I started promoting myself when I got the visa. When I actually could do that, like officially on the website, I started promoting myself with that Californian wedding. Uh, and at the same time with my destination wedding. And I started reaching out to planner, to planner and photographers. Um, cause those are the main like people that can get work, bring work to, to us, you know, like photographer or a videographer, no photographer or planner. Um, so yeah, I started reaching out and, and say like, Hey, I'm here. I'm new. I'm just want to like know how the industry works here and blah, blah, blah. Can we meet for a coffee? Then I was lucky to got this celebrity wedding when I just, after one month, not maybe a couple of months that I was here. And that really shed a light on me, you know? So people started looking at me like, oh, this Italian guy new in town, he already shot that celebrity wedding. Oh, he also shot a wedding in Napa Valley. Oh, he also has this beautiful wedding in Italy and in Europe. Oh, so they started to reaching out to me. That was just the beginning Uh, to, to gain their trust which I'm still doing that. I started shooting like events, like wedding planner events or charity charity events for free. Because that's something that really works here in the States. Right. While in, in Italy, at least to my experience, if someone asks you like, hey, can you shoot this event for free? You will get so much exposure. <laughs> uh, you, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> That's, that's never worked for me. Mm. I did that when I first started in Italy, but then I, I stopped doing that because that's, that's not a good investment. Yeah. While here, here actually, so many colleagues of mine, even videographer here told me like, Hey, actually, that's how things work here. If you're working like not always, but once, twice a year for a good, like charity events or wedding planner events, and you, you sponsor that event, you're working for free, you will get so much exposure and actually people actually will reach out to you after. And I was like, nah, I don't believe that. It's never worked like that in Italy, yeah. but I, I'm here. I'm new. I don't have wedding to shoot here because I'm still new. Let, let's, let's give it a try. That's what I did. I shot two uh, wedding industry vendor, uh, Californian uh, events. They really enjoyed the video. And I started receiving uh, email from, I would say four or five, like planner. Uh, they were attending that event. Like, hey, we saw your video. We like it. So you're still, you're based in LA or you're just uh, going back and forth. And no, I'm in LA. Oh, okay. Maybe we have a wedding. Can you send us your prices? Uh, actually, that worked. That also brought me, uh, you know, the, the Villa Cora wedding? Uh-huh. 
Actually, I, I, I got the wedding through this process. All right, cool. Because yeah. a, a planner saw me at one of these events uh-huh. and she reached out to me and say, hey, we have this couple, they're from San Diego. They have two weddings, one in San Diego, one in uh, Florence. Can you shoot both? And I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah. And that was thanks, thank, thanks to that, that investment that I did. Yeah. 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 But it, it's, it's about, you can just do that every day, every week. You just need to, to strategize and understand which one is a good investment uh-huh. or not. Yeah. To get to know each other, networking here is really something like healthy, like that works. Yeah. In Italy, there's no networking. There's no like uh, industry events. There's no nothing like that. Even between videographer, they they don't speak to each other. They or maybe they tell you something, but that's not real because just just want to fool you. Oh, and there's no really <laughs> there's 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 no there's no a, a, a space for for sharing. You know, yeah. there's no that kind of dimension. While here, uh, actually, there is, and and I love that. Because mm. if we share yeah. everything, knowledge, uh, creative-wise, business-wise, that we all learn and we all bring our industry higher. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's something that, I mean, in Europe, there are like things like for love sakes events or like there are events like that that try to to gather, you know, mm-hmm. all, all the videographer and, and bring up this value. But it's something still, it's still a niche, you know, it's not the average. While here is the average, like networking, sharing to each other, getting better to each other, making a teamwork is very a huge thing here. Mm. There's nothing like that in Italy. There's nothing like that. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's funny. That's not the first time we've heard that when, not, not obviously not just Italy, but a few European countries that we've heard that that's how they handle their education in. It is a total shame because I feel like here in the UK we're really we're really starting to focus on education quite a bit. It's much more s- similar to the US. Yeah, here in the UK we're always sort of taking influences from the US and that sharing of knowledge mm-hmm. and great creating communities around the different sort of supplier types is definitely a big thing. Yeah. 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 That's what, that's why when I when I saw you starting this podcast I was like I have like a like a to-do list, you know, <laughs> things that I want to do to my business, and and podcast was one of them, but not the, the was at the top on uh, the bottom of the list. Yeah. <laughs> but I I knew and I know that podcasts are a right now one of the best media and tools to to spread knowledge and and I mean I know how powerful they they are right now. Mm. And when I saw you doing that, I was like, yeah, I admire those guys because they did it. I just thought about that. They actually did it. Yeah. And I really admire you guys because it's that here in the States, everybody does podcasts, even the, <laughs> uh, even the florist, even the, uh, the makeup artist, even everyone. It's a very common thing. You can see people driving their car or drinking their coffee at Starbucks with the, uh, the earphones, uh, listening not to music, but to a podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. a very common, common practice here, <laughs> but not in Europe. So when I, um, I mean, in big city like London, Milan, yes, it is, but not in the whole country. Yeah. So when I, when I saw you guys, I was like, yeah, I'm so happy they started this because it, it helps all of us, mm. all all the industry. Yeah, 
So yeah, yeah. well done, guys. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. Well, you know, I mean, like, love sake was it was it was a great you know inspiration to just doing stuff a little bit different, and you know the education that we've had in the UK, I, we just felt like obviously we've we've been doing this for a for a, quite a while. We've had some really bad lows and some really good highs, and uh, you know all those are kind of lessons learned, and we we, we really do want to spread the knowledge. Because it is, like you said, the business side is just, it's missing from a lot of people. So it's, um, yeah, it's really important for us to feel like we're kind of contributing to, to the to the well-being of our industry. Yeah. 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 I hope I put that well. That was a, no, 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 I totally <laughs> understood. That's what I'm, I was saying before, like earlier, I'll hear there are people shooting weddings, like high-end wedding for, from like 15 years. And they made it a business. They, in, in Italy or in Europe, we are still young, you know? There's no such a wedding videographer who lasts so long, you know? Like, hey, he's still at, he's high in the industry, but at the same time, he's shooting wedding for like 15 years. There's nothing like that because there's no business knowledge. There's, there's a lot of creativity around, much more than here in the States, I think, but there's no business knowledge. So after a few years, you, you have too many low, low then high. And then you, you like, Oh, this lifestyle is too stressful. I want a family. I can't really carry on and, and travel all the time with these prices mm-hmm. and you just quit or do something different. Uh, so yeah, I think that helping the community in Europe and in, in, in getting more knowledge about the business side of our work, it's, that's everything right now. Yeah. And that's something also that's missing in the main um, workshops. Uh, that's also why, yeah, I'm also planning a, a workshop next year uh, when the business side will be a huge part of the of the schedule. Because that's, as I said before, like that's half of our business. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, so obviously you spoke about, you know, <clears throat> making sure that those relationships are you know, the bedrock essentially to, to getting business. Are there any like tools that you use in terms of like social media, you know, like how do you approach like blogging and, and, and stuff like that? As you know, right now it's all about Instagram. Yes. So I would say that all my energy are, are focused on Instagram and I've been doing that for the last one, one year and a half, let's mm-hmm. say when I really say, okay, I'm going to invest my time, my social media time on Instagram mm-hmm. And I almost forgot about Facebook because that's, I mean, I have, when I was talking about planner or vendors reaching out to me here, I would say that 70% of them, they reach out to me through Instagram, to DM. So that's, of course, my social media uh, tool, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't blog because I'm not that comfortable with the language yet. Okay. And, and the client that I'm working with are like, I would say wealthy people. And I, I look so, I spend so much time to make my price list, my, not my website yet. I'm still working on it, but my branding I'm working on. I work a lot in getting my brand like at that level and working at those prices and working with that kind of clients that I don't want to show them that I'm writing a blog with shitty English, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to be comfortable doing that. I always thought about uh, hiring someone to correct uh, the blog and everything. Yeah. But if you want to do that seriously, 
um, you have to be, you need a plan. Like you have to be con- consistent in doing that mm-hmm. uh, as you do it with the podcast, you know? Yeah. And I, that's actually not in my priorities right now. I have other priorities. Yep. Um, but that's for sure is something very helpful. I mean, if you do that properly, like being consistent and talking about interesting topics and stuff like that, that's something that people look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you're putting more focus on your sort of networking, networking right now. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm focused. I, I, yeah. I stopped spending my money into SEO and yeah. Google op- optimization. I was doing that till last year, the year before. Uh, yeah. Cause, cause when I started doing that, like Google optimization, CEO for your website, when I started out five years ago, that was fine at that time. Cause there, there were not those, not that much of videographer out there, you know, Yeah. not that many. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, but right now there are so many guys out there and they, they invest so much more money in Google CEO and optimizations in being like the first page of the SERP, you know, and they sell themselves at, at the lowest prices. <laughs> so I was like, what's the point of investing money in CEO and Google and, and compete with those guys? And, and, and I'm like four times um, more expensive than, than them. Even if I get there and the client land on the first Google page and they found mining amongst them, what's the point of that's not the right client for me, you know, because uh, I can compete with other guys who charge like 2000, 3000. So, um, I decide to focus much more on real relationships, networking, and I'm spending much more time offline rather than online. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I, I think that if you really want to get in that circle, like really high, 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 I'm not really there yet, but if you want to really go there, you need to be, to focus your energy offline. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all, all, all the main, the people that I admire right now, <coughs> I mean, videographer planners from the States, uh, who really do those kind of wedding that I want to do, you know, uh, they invest zero time in their social media, in their website. They invest all their time in events, relationships, hanging out together, um, <coughs> that's when you really gain someone else trust. And, and that's why they, when they think, Oh, you're ready. I have a client. It could be a celebrity. It could be a wealthy guy. It could be, it's a huge wedding. Uh, so there is a budget, but at the same time, we are looking for quality, mm-hmm. quality content. So I think now that I know you better, that you're a reliable person, professional, you create get good content. That's why I'm going to refer your name, but that's something that comes later on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That that comes through um, a relationship over time rather than you don't get that trust from being found on Google. uh, The other day there was this comment on Facebook. I don't remember in which one Facebook group, a guy from France, he was, I don't, I want to be polite here. Uh, he was a bit bragging himself. Maybe he's listening. I, hi man. Uh, he was a bit, he knows who, who I'm talking about. He was a bit bragging himself about, uh, I'm working at these prices with these clients, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and a beginner videographer, a, a, 
another, a new guy ask him, how you do that? How can I get there? And he answered, oh, I'm just making good films. And then the market found me. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not really a social, pe- I don't spend so much time on Facebook, but I couldn't resist. I was like, no, you cannot teach a, a beginner guy something like that. Yeah. Cause that's not true. Cause first I know that you're not really working at those price, but let's pretend you're working at those price. It's not about creating good films. And then the industry magically found, found you like you have to build a network and be professional and build relationship with the right people. And at the same time, create good content. It's there's way more involved. And I, I answered the guy and I also private message the, the beginner videographer. Uh, and I, I was like, man, don't be, um, don't lose hope. You know, like, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just about creating good film. It, there's a lot more involved. There's a lot more that you can learn. So don't listen to the guy. Yeah. Just you already do great films. Keep doing that, and at the same time, uh, focus on marketing yourself better and and build a network of your own peer people that are your same level right now. And then you you go high higher all together. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge lack of knowledge mm-hmm. f- for certain topic in, in in Europe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, good on you for for standing up for that. For that wee guy, like, because I, yeah. I feel like somebody needs to, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Trying it. to sell that, build it and they will come. Image is just wrong. Like, you need it takes someone that you'd stand up and say, no, like, you have to put in the work and you will get there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every everything is possible. Because I I think of myself when I first started, when I was asking questions like that, like reaching out to people like Joe Simon, like people like that, like, hey, I want to get better. I want to improve my my films. I want to improve my business. Uh, uh, how can I do that? Is someone at that time uh, uh, was like, no, man, um, like you can't do that. <laughs> or, or it's just about creating good film. And if, if you're not good enough, you're out of the business. But yeah, yeah it's <laughs> funny. It's, it's kind of a, a reflection on on, on the the Italian market or the, maybe the European market that their mentality is to, to hoard their own, to hoard their knowledge. And, you know, if you're looking at how much the market charges, maybe there's a correlation there. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the way that people in Europe have been doing it so far is detrimental to themselves and they don't even know it. There's no authentic knowledge about the real prices yeah. and the real market situation so people cannot learn from that and cannot improve and, and getting better better and fix their mistakes if there's no authentic knowledge yeah. about the actual situation you you ha- you can't go getting better yeah. you know when i was shooting these events last week these wedding planner events here in la i was shocked i was blown away from how these planners in Los Angeles and nearby, they all competitors. They should hate each other if they were Italian, you know? They all were sharing great tips, honest tips. Mm. And I was there and at the same time that I was working there, I had this like uh, whole picture of the market uh, right now here in California from the wedding planner perspective. And that was super helpful even for me. And it's all about that. If, there, if, if people share knowledge, and that's the only way to get better and to, to make a, a healthier market. 
there's nothing like that in Europe. So maybe, as you say, it's correlated. Definitely. I never used that, that, that word, but I just heard <laughs> from you and I applied. <laughs> I mean, I'm not obviously saying there is because correlation does not, you know, mean... Uh, there's a phrase there that I can't... Because, what's the phrase, Greg? What's the phrase? I don't know. Correlation doesn't equal... Causation? Causation, that's the one. Um, he's just trying okay. to use bigger words. That's all he's trying to do. I love it. <laughs> I am, Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, you know, if you're listening in Europe and and you're maybe thinking the same thing, you know, maybe start getting your education from outside the European market. You know, look at the American, you know, business people, um, look at how they do things, you know, look in the UK, see how people are, you know, running their business, how they're making relationships and benefiting from the knowledge that they're kind of spreading. I think it's really important. Yeah. Um and that's why we're doing this podcast cuz we're trying to create a podcast that is not pretentious that is going to give like honest helpful tips and I feel like that's really important. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I, I admire about you guys cuz it's all about that. It's all if in, in 5 years from now we still want to do this this work in a better way, we have to to build Tools like these, podcasts, workshop, uh, co- community events, we have to to gather together and to be honest and not brag of ourselves. Yeah, I'm I'm working big money and, and and yeah. And if I might have your price list in my hands, I know that that's not true. You know, yeah. so why you're bragging? So just yeah, build something like that definitely helps all our community in, in Europe and worldwide. I mean, they're already doing that here in the States, yeah. even between the videographers. But yeah, there's nothing like that in Europe. That's why I think, as you said, England is the like the main, the, the first country who's really standing up. Yeah. And doing stuff like that, like podcasts, events, community gatherings. Um, and I really admire that because mm-hmm. that's everything we need. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, just just getting back to something you mentioned before when I asked you about getting getting into um, the American market, you mentioned some things that you don't like about the American market. Can you think of anything off the top of your head now, like you want to get into? I mean, if we if we're talking about the wedding market, yeah, because I w- I was talking more general, you know, like okay. living. We were talking about living in LA and culturally people are different here. Something is better, something I don't like. Uh-huh. So I was talking more about generally, not just focus on the wedding. Right, market. Okay. But if I have to find something in the wedding market that I don't like here, I mean, there's nothing that I really don't like as there are so many things that I don't like in, in, in Italy. Mm-hmm. But people sometimes are too polite here. What I mean is that I like working in that kind of environment where everybody's helping each other, everybody's too polite. Yeah, hey, you're so nice, you're so kind. Thank you. Your work is so great. <laughs> yeah, that's very a positive vibe, positive attitude, and it's beautiful to work in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when there's something that you don't like or that you feel is wrong, uh, they're not that straightforward like we European are. Yeah, you know, right. especially Italia Italians. Um, so if I did something wrong, if you don't like my video or if you don't like how I dress up, uh, if you, whatever, please tell me that mm-hmm. don't be too polite, even because I have to learn from my mistakes. So Americans are very, very too nice sometimes. Yeah. 
and, and it seems that everything is going on and everything is great. Everything is perfect. Everything is the most beautiful thing ever happened. Uh, and, but at the same time, maybe there are a few things that you can fix and change uh -huh. and they being too polite and too nice, they don't tell you, mm -hmm. or maybe they use a different word, which is still a, a very nice word. Uh, like, but yeah, uh, I really appreciate that about the European culture. Uh -huh. I mean, if you, if you suck, they tell you, Hey man, uh, I don't like that. Like <laughs> that's, that's something that I don't like. If you wanted to work with me, you have to dress up better. You have to be more uh, low profile or more interactive with a couple or more like, I want to hear what the people that I'm working here feel. Yeah. I, I want to know that because mm -hmm. I, I want to create the best working team ever. So yeah. Cool. And so what you're, so what you're really yeah. saying is that Nicholas Cage hates his wedding film. He's just too nice to say it. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, luckily, luckily, he loved the way he loved the film, and he referred me to to his friends too. I, I didn't close that 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 wedding, and unfortunately, but I was already happy with him referring me to another yeah. of his peeps, yeah. you know, because uh, that's the only way you can get inside that circle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't make it because the guy chose, an, chose another one. But Do you know why? I mean, he referred... Because you're not blogging. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just Man. jesting. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a cheeky mood right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's... No, I know. I, that's the sort of feedback uh, that you know you've done a good job when they refer you to another... Exactly. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. In fact, in fact, there's no, there's no real, like, there's no better compliment than having that referral because it means that that individual trusts you enough yeah. to, to you know, help the people that's important in their lives. So, yeah. Hold on a sec. Let me change the blogging position in my to-do list. I have a, a quick question. Since moving to LA, have you bought a boosted board? Because it would seem like every... American YouTuber has a boosted board. What do you mean with boosted board? Oh, uh, it's like an electric skateboard that, that ah. they run around the streets with. You know? <clears throat> okay, I wanted to, because my background, I, I, I'm a snowboarder. I met actually my girlfriend snowboarding. Uh -huh. Oh, really? The Italian Alps, yeah. Ah, cool. So I, 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 before doing video as a freelancer, uh -huh. I was working in a, in a skateboard and surf shop in, in Italy. Yo. So... I really like that board lifestyle. Uh -huh. And when I came here, I was like, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one because <laughs> I can just go to Venice Beach and ride my, my boost board. Uh, but then I started, started understanding about health insurance and how <laughs> mm, beep expensive they are. Yeah. And even if you're paying so much in the health insurance, they don't cover it all. Right. So if you get hard somehow you still spend a bunch of money even if you have the, the insurance ah. and and that was like since i'm not really a uh, i crashed my nose i broke my nose surfing because uh, i hit the rocks i um, when i was snowboarding i had a, a back injury uh and they they brought me out from the um, uh, from the the how you call like the, the place with an helicopter wow. so i'm not that I'm a bit crazy when I do those kind of sports. Yeah. And my girlfriend told me, you know how you are. <laughs> uh, so th there's a good chance you're going to end up 
hard yes. and here the health insurance is pretty expensive. So just think about that. <laughs> that and uh, and I, I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good business decision. I w- yes, I would. Uh, yeah. Stick yeah. to walking. <laughs> it's definitely safer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you have any advice for anyone who wants to uproot their life and their business and move to uh, a new location on a personal side? On the personal side, my advice would be uh, just go there a few times on vacation. Uh, stay there as much as you can. Had a week, two weeks, a month. Uh, I've been coming here in, in LA, uh, I think even before knowing, meeting Sole, I was coming here, uh, I've been coming here like seven, ten times before moving here. Because uh-huh. I really wanted to, sometimes even for a short time, even for, for a week, which is nothing, especially when you fly all the way from Italy. Yeah. But you really have to know the place before moving there, knowing the, the culture, knowing if it's a good fit for you. And even knowing that, when you actually move there, it's always something a bit different. Because, you know, living there, dealing with the plumber and the uh, annual rental and the and medical insurance and stuff like that, it's something different. But at least if you if you came here so many times, it's not that different from what you experience during your vacation travels. So, yeah, that's my first, like, tip. Yeah. Like, just fly in that country. Uh, get to know the people, the culture, uh, everything. And yeah, I moved here not just because of the business, because of course it's a good move for the business because uh, there was no way I could get like those high-end clients if I was still living in Italy and competing with my Italian colleagues yeah. who are charging so low. So that's obviously it was a great move for my business, but at the same time, it should also be... The, the right move for you as a person. Yeah. Do you have any any regrets about moving? Nope. Excellent. <laughs> no, that's what no. that's what I like to hear. <laughs> I would really be bummed out if you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any goals for the business for the next year, year to two years? My goal is actually um, getting just ten weddings in Europe. And seven to 10 weddings abroad. Yeah. Right now, like today, I'm third, I have 13 weddings in Italy and Europe and, and I think six, something like that abroad. So I wanted to spread them out more in the way that I, when I fly to Italy, I, I'm more at ease, you know, I'm more, uh, have more time to enjoy my own country, my friends, my family, and I don't have to run from one wedding to another. Yeah. So that's one of my goals, like spread them out. Um, one of the other goals is the education part, because I know, as you said, education is very important. I learned a lot from education and looking up at people like Joe Simon, Still Motion, and, and all the people who came after them. And, and I've been receiving so many uh, requests, especially on Instagram in the last year, like people starting out in this business. Hey, how can I do this? How can I do that? And, and I started doing uh, this like mentorship, uh, one-to-one Skype call yeah. <clears throat> without marketing, market them. Just people were reaching out to me and I was like, yeah, I feel comfortable. I, I would love to help someone else. Because I wanted something like that when I first started. So if through my mistakes, I can help someone else getting better, 
quicker, I'm I feel good, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, so I start I started doing that without promoting myself, and now after I did a few like four or five um, private classes, mentorship call, uh, I was like, yeah, I should go official and open open a side uh, part um, side page on my website where I can. Uh, sell and and give uh, more education, whether it's uh, something that you can buy or something free, or whether it, it's a, a call like we're doing today, or or something like a guide, a PDF guide. Yeah. It's yeah, that, that's one. That's my one of my main goals in 2019. Like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Forward to seeing some of that when it's <laughs> yeah ready. Yeah, we've taken quite a lot of your time, so thank you very much. Obviously for waking up super early and, and coming on the call with us. <laughs> Sorry um, for me being late. No, I, I don't want it to be like, because they say here in the States, they say Italian time. When someone <laughs> is late, they, 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 they say, ah, Ita- that's Italian time. <laughs> and I'm so sorry, guys. I had like a good half an hour Italian time this morning, but I usually don't do that. So I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, and I admire you so much. I'm so happy and thank you for having me here i really admire what you're doing and yeah just do more of this and <laughs> do do a podcast every day no it's 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 been our pleasure having you yeah. on before um, we head off though where can people find out about you online yeah my website is alessandrobordoni.com and my instagram is alessandrobordonifilms and uh, that's it i would say my instagram yeah. i spend my time there and people reach out to me there yeah or, or by email yeah when, when about are you gonna do your like, one-to-one i will go officially like with, on my website and everything with the education part i think in less than two weeks okay something like that. Wow. Okay. excellent yeah because my, my web guy is italian and he's a great guy but he's too slow uh, i wanted to be out <laughs> at the end of january january yeah and i told him in december hey I want to be out end of January with all that that education part. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's Italian, so it takes his time. Yeah. And I have to embrace this. And, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, definitely, uh, you know, keep an eye out for that if you're listening. Uh, and where can people find us, Greg? They can find us at Cinemate Films and at cinematefilms.co.uk. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, that's- thanks again. Sent. Send our love to Soli as well. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So, Greg, are we doing a review shout-out? Excellent. So, the review today is coming from, it says Pug Lady on iTunes. Hello, Pug Lady. And it says, loving perspective podcast, such a great service, lads. Keep it up. <sighs> Thank, Thank you. you oh, and we will. Lady. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, hit that subscribe button so that you know when the next episode goes online. Please leave a review, because that is going to help grow this podcast. And if you don't want to do that, totally cool, just tell a friend. However, until next time, enjoy your life. <laughs>